Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. You can find Nick and I at the HyperClean Specialist Group. That is the place to go to. Hey, listen, we're going to talk about some stuff here that's going on in the group next week. We actually, we're going to have a really cool episode. Dan had asked a question inside of the HyperClean Specialist Group. And next week he's going to hop on and we're going to discuss it further. So that's what's beautiful about the group intermixing with the community pub. You got a question? Cool. Let's ask it. Hop onto the pub. Have a beer and enjoy some community. Tonight, I'm starting off by drinking some Stiegler Rattler. I'm going to drink a couple German beers tonight. And uh, this is a Rattler. We buy it where we buy our pecan. You can get you can get Stiegler Rattler in a couple of places. Rattler's basically, well, basically think of it as lemonade and beer put together. And Stiegel, well, this is their Raspberry Rattler. Quite delicious. I'm a big fan of their lime one and lemon but uh you know raspberry goes pretty good too dustin you sipping on anything nice cold and frosty tonight absolutely um i'm having a natural light natter day so uh <laughs> it is uh red white and blueberry lemonade i went into the store on saturday to get some bush light for the cooler and uh seeing this and i'm like yeah let's try that a shot let's give it a shot so and pretty good really good so uh, i've got a mixture of twisted tea and natural light in the fridge this evening so uh you'll be rolling through those interesting combination interesting combination all right i like it i like it had a good week yeah yeah that's well we had a pretty gnarly suburban in the shop that uh, 2019 with 130,000 miles on it. And this thing was just roached, man. And uh, as we all know, you really can't one step GM black paint. So, uh, yeah, so really bad. Uh, tested my patience and smacked it on the butt and got it out of there. So now that thing's gone, we're just rolling through the motions of. The stuff I like to do, like regular detailing and uh, one-year coatings. So <laughs> that's Love the it. rest of Love the week. <laughs> We're going to talk about that today. Uh, anybody else have a disaster come through their shop or out in mobile? Anybody have a, a crazy detail they did this week? Edward? Um, I had a lady blame me for cracking her windshield. Um, that, that was a disaster. Had mold in it. Really bad detail. Um, that's probably the only one this week, hmm. but yeah, lots Blame of mold and cracking her windshield. How did she do that? So it started off with a small crack, I assume. And she told me that I had made it longer. So it kind of went all the way up the windshield. Um, the pictures I took of the before it was like that. I showed her, but yeah, she tried to get the detail for free. Cause <laughs> it, so. Gotta love I don't run into that them. often, so it was uh, it was a mess. Anybody else have a crazy uh, detail come through this week? Nope. All right. 
Let's pass it on. Uh, Lucas, good to see you. Joe Clune, good to see you. We got Jesse, Vic, Mark. Hey, here's the community. Everybody raise their glass. We're going to do a little toast. Everybody that's out uh, out listening while they're driving, or if you've got your polisher in your hand, shut it down for a second. We'll do a little toast. Here's to everybody in community. Thank you guys for being in community with us. And here's to one-year coatings, right, Dustin, as you said. So it's great. Cheers. Uh, there's what it's it's super fun to see the industry really pushing even more. Seeing it across from people, whether it's on social, whether it's on people put it out on other platforms. However, the amount of people talking about one-year ceramic coatings has reached an all-time high. It's incredible. And I saw a picture the other day, which really, really made me feel good inside, which is part of why I wanted to toast everybody up, is, is this is what's cool. In 2017, about this time, uh, it was in September, so here in a couple of weeks, there was a, a photo that I put out from 2017 that had a picture of my daughter helping me label what at that time was our spray ceramic uh, coating and uh, <laughs> dude, it's 2017 on and we're still still powering through one years and still love one year coatings we still think that that's the best way for people to go one two and three year not the five couldn't be a thing but boy that one year entry level coating is really doing a great job i want to ask you guys a question this will be interesting vic i'm going to start with you a little tulsa local Listen, I want to connect with you, get going to some car shows. I know everybody's getting going with some car shows. I was talking to Brandon from Tim's earlier. He's got car shows coming up this fall. Dustin was recently out at a car show. Car show season is really kicking off for a lot of people and having a blast. So anybody wanting to get out to car shows, let us know. We love being out of car shows too. But Vic, question I want to ask you, because this will be something that people will ask at a car show is, you know, well, what's a ceramic coating? So how do you explain it, Vic? How do you explain a ceramic coating? And listen, we're not talking about a 10-minute explanation. We need this done in like 30 seconds to a minute so everybody can roll around. How do you, Vic, how do you explain a ceramic coating? Everybody listening is going to get some enjoyment because they'll be able to take pieces from what everybody says and be able to do more together with it. So, Vic, ceramic coating, go. Uh, so I just say it's a protective coating that'll go over the clear coat of your paint that uh, enhances the gloss, um, provides some protection to it. And I just try to sell it as like a long, I almost try to say it's like a long-term wax in a sense, um, just so people can kind of like grasp their head around it, you know? Cool. That's a good way. Yeah. Wax on steroids has been used yeah. before. Definitely. All right, Dustin. Uh, yeah. So I, I explain it as it's a sacrificial layer for your vehicle's factory paint. Um, it's going to take the hit when you're dealing with uh, bugs, bird poop, anything that's acidic uh, or tree sap rather than your factory clear coat. So its job is to be a sacrificial barrier. It's going to make your vehicle, you know, wash easier and keep it nice and shiny. If you maintain it, that's it. Cool. Edward. Um. So it might be a little weird, but you know, most of the Jesus. Most right of the as you get a that, phone call, huh? Yeah. That's always the best timing once you start talking. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the a lot of people get ceramic coatings. So I'm like in the woods, man. I mean, you know, rednecks, country people, like they just they don't really understand it. So I, I explain it as a um 
a glass screen protector over your phone. So it's kind of like that over your paint. Um, that's kind of how I like to explain it to people that really don't know anything about it. Okay. So just like a permanent permanent layer over your paint. It's going to last longer than a wax sealant. Uh, it's going to hold up better in the sun. Keep your uh, car outside all the time. It's kind of how I sell it. Okay, great. Thanks, man. Good to see you. Mark, down in San Antonio. El Paso. No, El Paso, my bad. That's close, right? They look just as a shirt on. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But, uh, when it comes hey, to what was that time? salsa back in the day that they were like, it's made in El Paso? And then I was like, other ones are made in New York City. Uh, well, the, I don't know. I don't remember. Salsa. Anybody remember that salsa? It was a big commercial for a long time, but it was made in El Paso, I thought. Anyway, there's a, there's a sweet Mar song about El Paso by Marty Marty something. Uh, uh, what? You guys gotta listen. Uh, it's like El Paso uh, by morning. No, Texas that's that's not it. In El Paso. <laughs> this is not karaoke night. All right, back to coatings. Uh, when it comes to coatings, I uh, I try to dumb it down for clients. So like I tell them how it bonds with the clear coat. I, I try to make it seem like um I, I don't I try not to use the word wax. I try to use the word sealant. Um, especially if we're talking about one years. Um, because like wax, a lot of people like I don't know, it's just like an old an old car term for them. So they think it's like like natural, but they're they're man made or yeah, it's man made synthetic. So I try to explain it in the sealant because that's a lot of our clients come from like those big stores how do i put it let me let me think about it i gotta word it i don't know how to word it without, uh, no worries going names uh, let me yeah, word yeah, it. yeah yeah no worries no worries jesse what about you i guess you guys are kind of together so you you probably got the same answer probably yeah yeah our, our market's a little bit strange here man we're the the consumer market is just now getting into what ceramic coatings are, but not necessarily understanding how they work. So when we talk to clients, we try to do the same thing um, that Vic was saying, where we try to relate to the old stuff and say it's like a long-term wax or a sealant, something that they know, uh, but we try to avoid using um, or, or referencing like the, uh, there's a lot of misconception that ceramic coatings will protect against rock chips or protect against like, um, what's it called? Tiger striping from when you go off-roading and stuff like that. And so we, we really try to push that on our clients that it's not invincible, but it will make your, your maintenance a lot more enjoyable, a lot more easy. Uh, and it'll keep the car looking clean, even though you haven't washed it for a long time, which is what we've found to be really valuable in our community. The, the fact that people oh, hey, can take in. time less time out of there <laughs> but yeah it's um we found that to be a lot more valuable at least to our to our market yeah. okay thanks man lucas what about you man uh how do you explain to a customer what a ceramic coating is my basic pitch is that it's kind of uh the cross between a wax and a paint where it acts like a wax on steroids like you said um, provides them with all the things that a wax would do, but better in every way. But then it's like a paint in that it bonds to your car like a paint would. Goes on clear, but it, it's it's a it's a permanent product rather than a a wax that doesn't sit on the paint. It's something that becomes part of your paint. And 
yeah, it's it's a very long term solution that'll keep your car cleaner longer, make cleaning your car easier in the long term, and um, keeps it protected from things like bugs and bird droppings, and just makes things that are usually a pain in the ass to clean up really easy to clean. Yeah, I like it, Joe Clean. How do you define, what do you say to a customer? What is a ceramic coating? So on a one year, I just tell them that um, it's like wax on steroids, meaning that it keeps their car cleaner longer. And I describe to them like picture rock climbing. You know, if you have craters in a rock, you can grip onto it and climb. But when I put on a coating, I fill in those holes, those little pores of your paint, and it makes your paint flat. So there's nothing that really can grip on your car. Not to say it won't get dirty, but it takes a little bit longer to get dirty and it's easier to clean. So when you uh, wash your car, it gives you that, like you just wax your car every time you wash it. You don't literally have to pull out that wax. Um, and also on the three year and above is when I tell them it's a sacrificial layer. I don't tell them that on a one year, that's just my thing. But I always tell them they got a little bit longer to uh, clean bugs. It's not invincible, but where you have to clean bugs in 24 to 48 hours, you may get you know, the, 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 the three to four days before you have to hurry up and clean them off. You know what I mean? But again, it's something that gives you time with protection. Cool. Thanks, yeah. man. Looks like you're in there working tonight, huh? The graveyard shift, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got two cars and they got to be out by Friday. Yeah. Better get it. Better get it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, though. For Thanks sure. for being, being on the pub when you, when you got sure. cars Thanks. to work on. All right, Bobby Wolf. Bobby Wolf, do you got video? If you don't, it's all good. But we got some some audio with you. Thanks for hopping on. You're muted right now. But Bobby Wolf, uh, how do you tell people what a ceramic coating is? I kind of go off of what Dustin said with the sacrificial layer. And it's kind of like a, a wax on steroids with a little bit longer lifetime. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. Thanks. Uh, appreciate you hopping in. Thanks for uh, thanks for the answer. We got Martinez. Martinez, man, what uh, what about you? How do you define ceramic coating? Martinez might be a wall. It looks like <laughs> definitely. Uh, I'm gonna take a moment. Cooking with Nick wanted everybody to know he wasn't gonna be on, but wanted everybody to say hi. So, now listen, cooking with Nick's a great dude. He's been with us many years. Derek, uh, sir, he wanted everybody to say hi. Uh, he uh, he said you were cooking tonight. So what what was on the menu? What where do people go and and look to 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 find out what you made tonight? Oh, for for me, I mean, I made uh, I made uh, what's it called some uh, pulled chicken barbecue. Uh, it was pretty good with some uh, broccoli coleslaw. It was delicious. Wonderful, I did not man. take any, I did not take any pictures though, unfortunately. I took some ciabatta. <laughs> Some ciabatta bread. I took some, you know, those rotisserie chickens. And I threw it in the bread, put some Ooh. secret sauce on it and some cheese Ooh. and called it a day. That's what I did. Uh, I just bought some of that picanha, uh, Marty. Oh, yeah, from Siggy's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm cooking that bad boy tonight. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Okay, so go look. There's a little, there's a process on how you're supposed to cut it. So we, yeah, we, we, we messed it up already. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, God. we're not we're not we're not cooking it like 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 it should be you know with the with the skewer and stuff through it we just we just like cut it we got too excited oh it's fine you don't have to do the skewers but yeah you you can cut it and leave that cap 
when you cook it, try and keep it away from the fire. That cap of fat is going to flame up real bad. Oh, so yeah. you got to be really careful with it. Try and keep it as far away as you can for as long as you can. And then when you, you got it on the actual heat, you're going to have to flip it fast because dude, it's, it's fun, man. It's a fun. Did you get a bunch of sea salt? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, got, yeah actually, other... Our friends uh, came and they, uh, they drove through Utah when they came last week. So they bought us some of that like Redmond sea salt from Utah. So we're, we're putting some of that bad boy on there. Not some. You got to cover it. Yeah. yeah. Cover it. <laughs> and then make sure you shake it off after you're done. Get it on that grill. And just shake it, pound it, shake all that salt off. Oh, sweet. All yeah. right. Cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Excited about that. Uh, all right. So you got picanha. I've got chicken. We're missing cooking with Nick, but all good. Here's a, here's something I heard recently. Somebody had said, and I, I this is where I'm curious what you guys think here. Uh, because somebody I, I'd, I'd heard recently talked so heavily about, well, coatings are so great because, you know, the detailers make so much money. Like, eh. I get it. You know, I mean, it is great. Pre coatings detailers did not make as much money with big tickets and have better opportunities. I get it. But I'm curious from you guys, do you consider coatings better for you or better for your customer? Hmm. Dustin, on the spot. Coatings better oh, man. Or coatings better for your customer? It's okay if you want to explain how they're great for both. I get it because I know multiple of you won't want to pick one, but it, whichever you choose, you got to explain why you think it's better. You or the uh, customer. Oh man. I, I think it's kind of, for my business, it's kind of leveled out. Um, I think it's even on both sides because I'm not going to, when my, when I, when my customer first calls me, I am not hitting them over the head with the top tier ceramic coating package. I always start them off with that one year. Like, hey, we really recommend this package uh, because it's great. You know, it, it's a low entry level. And if you're the type of person that's not going to keep a vehicle very long, or maybe you just want to try ceramic coating out without jumping in, you know, all the way. I always push them that way um, rather than just smoking them over the head with a $1,500 ticket. <laughs> it's great for us, uh, especially the one-year coating options. Um, we we're right around $400 for prep and coat and we can be done in two and a half to three hours max. If we're just really, you know, just kind of taking our time through it as for the higher end coatings where I'm breaking out the polisher and stuff like that. It just takes a lot of time, um, cause we do a lot of big vehicles over here and it ends up there for two days. Um, nonetheless, customers getting great value. Um, it's great for a business. I can't say whether it's, you know, either or, but I like regular details to come through the shop. If ceramic coatings go away, whatever, uh, I'm going to keep rolling with regular, de regular details. All right. So I'm going to say you went with it's better for. I mean, yeah, it's great for us. It's, it can be great for the customer if they maintain their coating, but if they don't maintain their coating, it's not great for them because they just piss money down the drain and it's dead in no time. We have, we have a vehicle in the shop. Uh, we had one in the shop today. It was a BMW X7, super nice vehicle. Another shop did PPF and coating on it. 
and she neglected the vehicle. And here we are a year down the road, their coating's dead because it came in plastered with bugs and everything else all over the front of it. It's probably only been washed at the car wash. And guess what? I mean, we revived it a little bit, but no maintenance. Goodbye to your investment. So bad for the customer if they're not taking care of it. Great for the customer if they do take care of it. So do you almost seem like you're, you, you've gone down quite a bit of a different journey over the past year, right? Like, and now you're going, Hey, you know, I don't even know if it's great for the customer. Is that what you just said? It, it's great. If they maintain it, wow. if, if they don't do anything with it, if they're just running it through the old automatic all the time, or <laughs> not even doing that, um, you know, they're, they're wasting money, but, the only thing we we as detailers can do is steer them in the right direction, teach them how to properly maintain the vehicle. But to be honest with you, I don't want my customers touching their vehicle. I want it to come to us. Every time it needs washed, I want my phone ringing. And I know that if my hands are on that vehicle, it's going to go even farther than, you know, the duration that the coating's supposed to go. Um, we have multiple vehicles out there with HyperClean Uno on them that are so far past that one-year mark <laughs> that, you know, whatever, uh, all because of proper maintenance and stuff like that, and the customers get their value right back out of it. Okay. So if done properly and maintained by coming to you to maintain the coating, you think ceramic coating is better for the customer than you? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's always great for us. Any money coming into the shop is great. I mean, yeah, coatings are where the high tickets come from in the low amount of time, but I mean, there, there's money to be made in express details and stuff like that. Cool. Thanks. Edward, what about you, man? Uh, you think coatings are better for you or for your customer? Or you think they're they're not great at all. And you, you don't like it all. Like Dustin, he's like, nah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, I think they're better for us um, because the majority of the time we are maintaining those, man, sometimes these people that I don't think you can explain it all day long, but I just don't think they know what they're buying. They just, they hear ceramic coating and they want it, you know, and luckily we apply to know for a decent price. I think I did a Mustang the other day for three seventy five. Had it done in two hours. Um, some people we have maintained their own vehicle and they do a really good job at it. You know, I'll send them to your website to get all the proper stuff um, to do it themselves. And some of them do a hell of a job. And I'll go through that six month and, you know, decontaminate it, whatever I need to do. Um, but for the most part, I think it's better for us because we push a lot of maintenance and it's just way easier to clean and Cuts Dom in half. Justin, do you and uh, Edward, do you guys always push maintenance whenever you're installing and coating? Yeah, uh, I always give them the option because we every coating job that we do, we go into our showroom, which is where we have our detail supply store. Um, and I tell them, hey, look, these are the products that you're going to want to maintain. Uh, your vehicle. If you choose not to maintain the vehicle and you would like us to maintain it on a regular basis, it costs this amount. 
um, and just kind of give them the option there. Always push maintenance. I, I want the vehicle back in as often as possible. Even if I'm not making top dollar on it, if I'm making 25 bucks on it and it can come into the shop and we spend 30 minutes washing the outside, great. Uh, I know the vehicle is being maintained. They're back in the shop. Awesome. Um, great. So that's that's my theory. We always push maintenance uh, because we know the customer is probably not going to take proper care of that thing. And I want them to get the most value out of their investment. I try to push that before I even apply the coating. I'm like, I kind of ask them, you know, how do you plan on maintaining it? Would you want to hire us back, sign up for our monthly maintenance? Because I have a crew that strictly does just maintenance, and that's all they do. So we try to push like it, it a lot. I like yeah, it. maintenance is great. And like Marty and Nick have said, if you get more maintenance clients in, you're not burning the guys out doing nasty details all day long. Yep, <laughs> and, that's true. And for, and for me, I'm big on these prepping coats with Uno because I hate holding a polisher. Absolutely hate it. Uh, there is nothing I despise more. I'd rather clean a nasty interior than do paint correction. Tell us how you really feel, Dustin. <laughs> that is how I feel. <laughs> I used to love it. Now I hate it. My bones hurt. I can hold, I can barely hold a polisher on the paint. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Vic, what about you, man? Um, I mean, I'll be honest, it's probably better for, for us as detailers, um, you know, high ticket, uh, very profitable. Um, I mean, kind of like I, at first I was going to say more for the customer, but like how Dustin said, if they don't maintain it, then it's not really better for them in a sense, you know, because why? Uh, because then they're not really, uh, maintaining their investment that they paid for. So it's kind of kind of money down the drain for them in a sense. But if they put on the coating and it lasts six months instead of a wax that is a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, but I mean, you know, if they if they think in their mind it'll last like X amount of time, um, but it doesn't due to due to their fault, then you know, I, I guess it is better for us if we had to choose uh, us or them. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I just love playing devil's advocate. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then you get the maintenance aspect of it too, which is, you know, recurring, recurring revenue. <laughs> mm -hmm. No doubt. Uh, how's everything in Owasso? Is that, is that rock and roll? Uh, no, the guy went MIA. So yeah. <laughs> that's tough. That, that's our main problem is just having enough staff right now at the moment. Oh yeah. Oh, Dustin doesn't have any idea what you're talking about. He's got too many staff members. <laughs> Oh man, I, I wish. <laughs> I wish, man. It's uh, it's a. Man, I don't tough know how market. people are surviving. It's crazy. People like nobody's. Uh, people were not showing up to these interviews, pissing me off. Yeah, I mean, we had we, <laughs> so we made two posts and they got like fifty shares. Uh, the one kid I really wanted to hire was only sixteen and starting his junior year in high school. I would have loved to hire this kid, but our hours and we're closed on the weekend, so it really wouldn't work out. Um, and then I had one other guy show up. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> and it's like, it's not like we're paying minimum wage. I mean, for my area, yeah. the starting pay was good, but 
And another thing that I'm I'm kind of hesitant because we're going into winter time. Uh, we're here in the Rust Belt. We do slow down a bit, so it's it takes three you know three plus months to get somebody trained up to where they're actually making money for you. Yeah. And you got to start people off top dollar anymore to get them to work. And, you know, it takes months to get them trained to where they make money for you. So I'm just kind of rolling with it. I jump back in the shop a little bit. Um, but yeah, as Nick always says, get on the hire and fire train. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're just, it's weird, dude. We're just having trouble people showing up to the interviews. Like they'll, they'll apply, you know, like last week, we got maybe like 40 applicants and only like two people actually show. Luckily we do group. I do group interviews. Um, so I'm not wasting a ton of time, but wow. like nobody shows up to these dude. It's insane. I'm like, how, how are people eating? Like how are people surviving? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know, man. You could go work at the local sheets gas station and make 14, 50 an hour is what they're starting at. So <laughs> yeah, but it's like everybody, everybody's having the same issue, you know, mm-hmm. no it's doubt. very interesting. <laughs> Well, Jesse, what about you? Uh, good, good talk, Vic, Dustin. What, Jesse, what about you, man? Uh, cause uh, Mark's driving. He said that you got to answer for the team. What's better for you, uh, on coatings? Is it better for you or for the customer? I'm kind of on the same wave as everyone else. I think it's only better for the customer if the customer gets it for the right reason. It, it's kind of the same thing as everyone's been saying now but it's it's just a slight take on it like so mark's car is coated and and mine isn't i think i only have coating on the hood on my car and i get so jealous of him of how quick and easy it is to clean his car when he goes to clean it because mine gets filthy i'm a daily driver and mine gets filthy i gotta you know use some pre-soak i gotta do all this extra stuff just to get it looking clean whereas he can just hit it with the pressure washer turbo nozzle get it all off right so if, if the customer comes to us wanting to make their maintenance easier, then the value will be all on them. We, we will have lost out on that value-wise, right? Um, and what's interesting, too, is that I was just talking to Mark about this. We, we've, we've stacked up enough details this week to make about as much as we could if we were coding, like, one or two cars or however many we can handle in a week. So we can, we can make the money doing normal details, which are, depending on who you are, easier or harder, right? I, I like polishing, unlike, unlike Dustin. <laughs> um, I love polishing, but I also love going to like a maintenance detail, like from a car that we've coded and just being in and out in 30 minutes, man. Quick and easy, no pressure on the wash mitt no drag from the from the drying towel is and it just looks amazing after right? i don't have to top it with a wax or bead maker nothing like that so yeah my, my answer is is conditional if, if the customer gets it wanting to make their life easier then they get all the value yeah. if i may add um yeah no, Mark, comes, you're driving um, yeah, I'm looking forward. <laughs> Mark, you're driving. You're cut off. <laughs> Lucas, Mark, when you get somewhere safe, let us know. 
none of that holding the phone while you're you're showing everybody where you're headed we're not we're not going to be on that that youtube short showing your your issue hitting that next car be safe brother be safe lucas um i think ultimately it's more of a value proposition question than a than a product performance and result proposition to dis, to, to determine who it's better for Obviously, no one's going to argue it's going to be great for detailers either way because we're making a bunch of money, right? Um, I would say, in my experience, the people coming to buy coatings, very few of them really ultimately understand as much as what they could about what they're buying. But a lot of them buy into the, uh, they hang out with their friends who, for instance, I did a Corvette and this guy is part of the Corvette club. He hangs out with all his buddies at the country club that have sports cars or Corvettes. And they all talk about ceramic coating. So he brought his C8 to me to get a ceramic coating and he could not give a shit less what it's going to do to his car, what it makes it look like, how long it lasts. He does not give a shit about any of it. He just wants to give me as much money as I could have asked him for so that he can go back to his buddies and say, yep, I got a ceramic coating too on my brand new car. And he didn't care other than the fact that he had it and he was happy to brag about the money he spent on it. So I, the, the coding is going to do a different thing for a different people, depending on their situation. But I think ultimately if someone wants one, they're going to be happy with it. If they're happy with it, unless they see things that they know they're going to see and they don't like it, then that's on them or us for not explaining it. But yeah, I'd say if I picked one, I'd probably say detailers just because no detailer is ever going to be mad about getting a coding job. But okay. I don't think it's necessarily screwing customers if you catch my drift. Okay, well, I was going to have you clarify because it's like, oh, is a customer not ever happy? I've never had a car come back unhappy. So that there you go. that's just nice. me. I've fixed other people's mistakes ah, from around town and they shall remain unnamed, but I have not poached customers from other shops, but I have been hand delivered on a silver platter customers from other shops. So because of a bad install or something is the reason why you're like for you, that's what you're saying. That's why it maybe is not as good for the customer because there can be install problems. Yeah. I mean, there could be problems with the install that they understand what they're getting, but then I, I've seen plenty of cars where people it's a quote unquote hack job. It, it it's awful and they're happy as a pig and shit because they don't really understand what they got, but they were super happy to hand someone two grand to put a coating on their car that didn't really know. But and I, I can see it, but most people can't see the things that detailers can see. So they don't really understand. I don't, I don't think to, to a level, there's going to be the customer that understands, but generally I'd say most people that want a ceramic coating, they, don't quite understand the gist behind it other than they have a very limited knowledge of the, of what it is, or they don't care. They just want one because they want one. Cool. Thanks. Hey, Brian, good to see you. We're going to come over to you here in a second. The question what that we're asking is, is our ceramic coatings better for you, the detailer or the customer? So uh, we'll get to you next. Good to see you, brother. Uh, Bobby, Tell us who you are, man. Uh, it's it's glad that you glad that you hopped on, man. Uh, you, now we got your video going. I think you were sipping on something, man. What are you sipping on? Who are you? Where are you from? Um, so Bobby Wolf, uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, sipping on a coffee stout. 
Perennial, perennial ales, some coffee stout, pretty good. Yeah, you a stout um, guy? Do you, is that yeah. your go-to? Yeah. Wow, we don't have too many, Derek. You, we don't have too many guys that come in drinking stouts, do we? No, I like I to drink my dessert. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> stouts have definitely over the years they've gone super crazy with they can get so many different random flavors. From chocolate to peanut butter to marshmallow, you got all kinds oh, yeah. of mixtures. Oh, peanut butter. Mm. Mm. Yeah, peanut butter stout. So you're up there by uh, Edward and Mountain View, huh? Um, yes. Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, he's on the other side of the state. I'm I'm coastal. Well, about an hour from you the said, coast. What'd you say? You said Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Well, you're closer to him than we are. I know that much. So, Bobby, what about you, man? Do you install coatings? Do you think they're better for you? Or who are I've they only better done for? about a handful of coatings, but okay. I would say they're better for the detailer only because every coating that I've sold, I've been able to sell on maintenance. Because once I get into the maintenance of the coating, like, hey, don't do this, don't do that. It's okay. Well, I'm just going to have you cover that. So then I got that customer consistently throughout the year to maintain their vehicle. That's interesting you say that, right? Because there's plenty of people when you talk to them, they don't really know how to, what do I do? How do I take care of my, I, I had somebody that they'd send me pictures. They got somebody wipe some gum on the car or, you know, Hey, this happened. Like, Hey, can I put this on? Well, if I, if I wash it, does it make the coating go away? I'm like, wait, what? We talked about all this. Why? Like, how, how do you, what? Like it's crazy, well, that, right? The, the tunnel washers here, there's like, at least 15 in the area within like a 10 mile radius. So everyone's going through tunnel washes and it's almost harder to find somebody that actually maintains their car by hand or touchless. Hmm. Yeah. Because touchless actually can be, I know the abrasion is what people teach of why you shouldn't go through the, uh, the tunnel car washes, but touchless actually the, the amount of, uh, of chemical they have to apply to a, a car to be able to get dirt to release its bond. Ooh, there's plenty of, listen, we did a Tesla, what was it, a couple of weeks? Uh, it's now, what, a couple of months ago. And uh, it, it had gone through a touchless. I mean, everything, all of the, the, the around all the, the sides, around. Yep, everything oh. around it was all stained up because the, uh, the touchless, pre-soak is extremely caustic and very aggressive so marty is it is it acidic is it alkaline because to my understanding you have like either a very high alkaline soap that they spray on there and then it's a like a neutralizer yeah there's a chemistry to it um so you do start with a very high high ph you got to break everything down at first and then you're supposed to go with the neutral foaming and whether if you got that in a tunnel, that's usually through the middle and it's usually, you know, a lot of times the triple foam or the fun colors are going to be a neutral or some type of polish that's going to start moving it towards the best way to finish washing a car is with the low pH acidic. It does help start the water sheeting action uh, when you're going to start to dry and it helps give the pop. Right. That's why anybody that's used a little wheel acid or anything on windows or anything, it makes them pop. Like you can put wheel acid or even acid to, to remove water spots and acidic cleaners. It, the, the low pH cleaners help cars shine more. 
So you do start with a high pH, you generally then go to a neutral, and then you finish with a very low pH. Oh, great question. All right, Brian, what about you, man? Uh, are, are ceramic coatings better for you and your business, or are they better for your customers? I think it's better for the detailer as a whole. Um, it gives the detailer opportunity to make money they 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 never make otherwise. Um, not, I mean, ceramic coating is great for a customer. It gives them, you know, they, right. they don't back every three months get their card waxed or whatever. But as far as the truth... It, it's to the detailer. Yeah, I've said it before. Like, if you had told me I could make a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars on some sort of exterior detail on a car, you know, ten years ago, I was crazy. Um, you know, it, you know, your whole week can with one ceramic coating job. It can go from. I mean, before, let's say you're charging two fifty for whatever it might have been back in the day. Um, you know, if you're slow that week, yeah, you get one in. Okay, so I got 250, 300 bucks. You know, I get two in, I got 600 bucks. But a single, you know, three, four, five year ceramic cleaning job can change a whole week for a detailer if he's slow. So it's extremely beneficial for the detailer uh, as far as being able to stay in business or, you know, have, have revenue coming in. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. How's the week been? Everything rolling? Good. It's crazy still. It's nuts. Uh, I, I, I just, I can't believe I've never been this busy in August. You were doing something with some much. boat speakers, right? What, what were you doing? Yeah. Changing out people's speakers for them? Yeah, I do stereo installs. I'm a wet sounds uh, installer um, and a distributor. So we do, we do some stereo installs here and there. It's, you got diverse. Uh, I mean, you got, you got to do it all. <laughs> so, oh. I mean, that was, it, it, job came in. I mean, it was, quick, quick money. And, you know, we, we provide a bunch of different services. Just, you, know, you always need to have a little something going on. So. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Boy, I know sound systems, uh, Dustin, as you got into, into your boat, golly sound system on a boat, those things have gone crazy. Absolutely yeah, think, crazy. Yeah. I think oh, we did yeah. on a pontoon last fall. And I mean, the guys out West in the lakes and stuff, I mean, they're, they're putting 50 grand easily on those ski boats and stuff like that. And just, in just a sound system, fifty grand. The sound system, and and it's not, it's not rare. I mean, you're talking like everybody on lakes out west. I mean, they've got you know, eight sets of wet sounds towers, and they got six. I mean, at fifty grand is just like a norm for big stereo and out on the lakes. Artists coming to the lake too, or what? <laughs> I thought I was balling with two grand and my kicker set up. <laughs> you are, man. You are. <laughs> Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. <laughs> Brian, you got to come back in and bring me down to reality here. <laughs> Damn it. That's awesome. Derek, what about you, man? Uh, what do you think? Ceramic coating is better for you or ceramic coating is better for your customer? Well, a lot of my customers are are car enthusiasts that want to do everything up until the the coating and paint correction part of it. So for them, the coating makes their life way easier. Um, obviously, they're going to take care of their car themselves. A lot of times, I'll coat their like I have a lot of customers where they'll get you know every other couple of years they're getting a new vehicle. So I've been dealing some of the same families for a long time now. I've done one guy that's got I think they all I've coated all six of their cars and everyone in the family's got a car. 
so it ends up working out, but they'll take care of all the maintenance and stuff themselves, but I'll get the big ticket for the coating. Um, but then I have that one guy with the M4 that been, that car it's almost been three years now. And that car, he don't, he, I got sold him on the maintenance and now I come back once a month and it's great. So I think it's beneficial for the detailer, but I think at least for me, I try to explain the hell out of it so that they know I don't try to mislead anyone. I don't try to sell it as a force field. And I basically sell it like spraying Pam on a baking sheet. It just makes you clean up the cookies easier after you're done cooking stuff. It just makes it way easier. And that's the only thing I sell it on. It's just, it just makes it way easier to clean the vehicle so that, and that's, that's, that's the highest I will go because I don't get into the hardness game. I don't get into how many layers game because once you get, once you get into that room, the customer is thinking it's some magical force field. And then you do the, like I've gone out and done a coating like that, that car I did last night that got in. He was a nice customer. The son is, but the dad, they paid me went in the house. Like I said, they didn't care what the car was, when I was done. They just knew they were getting a coating. And I was it is funny though i've heard people record themselves audibly i've heard people shoot videos and have themselves recorded saying it I, i've heard people plenty of people say yeah ceramic coating is a shield wait what like <laughs> it's not an invisible force field shield like what <laughs> but it's got four layers marty i mean <laughs> yeah it, is this, yeah, I mean, I, I, I went through this with Tesla guy last month. Well, your coating is only God. single layer. What about the thickness? Uh, you know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, that was a whole different rabbit hole we had to chase. And ah, I don't know, man. I love the customers that are just like, yeah, man, here you go. Here's your payment. Hey, I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Marty, Marty, it's, it's, pink, in, it's pink and black, so it should be invincible, right? This is pink and black with 15 <laughs> layers. I mean, colors matter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun Joe, what about you, man? Uh, now that you're taking a little break from getting your, your polish on, what what do you think? Is it better? Ceramic coating is better for you, you or better for your customer? Ceramic coating is 90% better for me, 10% better for the customer. The reason why I say that is the 10% is if the customer wants to maintain the car and get it washed every once a month, that's in that 10%. When they sell the car, their negotiation is in their 10%. If they decide they want to take it through a drive through car wash, it's not going to tear it up the first time or the second time, or it could tear it up the first time, depending on what wash they go through if a mud truck was in front of them. But my situation is I would rather put on a three-year coating, five-year coating, than a one-year coating because it's the same thing. So right now, $349 for my one-year, or you can pay upwards of $15.99 for my three-year, which comes with a paint enhancement. And I'm with you, Dustin. I'd rather scrap, scrap, uh, rub my dog's balls than to hold this polisher, this this rotary that I'm holding right Whoa. now. And I got to come Whoa. back to do the second step on it, okay? So I hate oh. that. But again, this guy's paying me $3,200 to do the car. So I'm doing it, okay? So other than that, I would not be doing it. I hate it. Uh, but it's always better for us as detailers because we can't dictate what a customer does. Um, oh, to have a maintenance with me, it's my lowest package is $44.95 for me to do the outside. I'll wash it. 
and dry it. I don't wipe it down. I don't do anything to it. Or you pay me a hundred and I'll detail it. They can't come to me every month. Some people can't afford that. So if you go through a drive-through car wash, it's on you. But 90% of your damage is going to go into your uh, ceramic coating. But then it's, once that ceramic coating is gone, which I don't know when, you're going to now get into your clear coat. So do what you want to do, but this is the proper maintenance. I never, I never would have imagined I would hear what you guys are saying like years ago. Nobody would have ever publicly said what you guys are all saying tonight. No one. 17, 18, 19, 20. No one ever said it. it there's a lot that's changed. It's a lot. 2022, baby. <laughs> the selfish comebacks. <laughs> no, not. <laughs> I mean, right now we're we're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, all the scams and gimmicks and everything are coming to light. And now we're at a point where truth is, you know, out there. Um, it's no more. Remember back when the ads were never wash your car again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all that crazy stuff. Like, I still have customers that call in and they're like, so all I got to do is just rinse my car off. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, you know, then I got to break it down for them. But uh, here's why I push Uno a lot. We have this Hellcat Challenger um, that came in uh, about a month ago. It parks under a tree. It was in really rough shape, covered in tree sap. So we got it cleaned up, put Uno on it. It came back this month. Guess what? He's still parking it under a tree. Um, instead of having to go through with a clay bar or a solvent or something like that, I just took some slick, sprayed it on the surface, and wiped the sap off. Um, so Uno is doing its job. Uh, we sell a bunch of it. I personally run Uno on my truck uh, because that's the number one package that we sell. My truck has 12 wads on it. It slings dirt and everything else down the side. Uh, I think we're eight months into it now and it's still performing extremely well. Um, oh, easy now. <laughs> uh, so still performing extremely well, no signs of letting up. Um, and it gets washed once a week, sprayed down with some slick, uh, you name it. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, game changer. Lucas. Yeah, I just want to talk a little shit real quick. Dustin, <laughs> you, you bring that piece of shit Dodge up to Michigan sometime, and I'll show you what Audi taillights look like. You know, I, I would hate to have to throw that thing in the bed of my truck and drag your ass down the interstate. Whoa. <laughs> You'd have to catch it first. <laughs> it goes. It goes. I've, uh, you know. How does it do? Uh, how's it do in a uh, speed zone when you're already going 65 and a 40? Oh, we don't worry about that. You mean like slowing down wise? No, you meant the, the meme I sent you. What? That that Alex uh, Alex has sent me a meme with. <laughs> it's got Superman uh, and then Batman and <laughs> Batman's like right up next to him. He goes, "Random Dodge guy." When I'm already going 65 and a 40. <laughs> Yes, absolutely, man. Especially if you're like just going the speed limit in the fast lane, but like I am up your ass. Like get out. I of knew it. Way. I knew it, my boy. <laughs> so, Random dodge out. guy, get out of my way. Ding. Hey, I, I keep my toe mirrors down though. I I wish they would get rid of them ugly things because 
the toe mirrors folded out. Dumbest shit ever. Don't do that. Mark, are you there yet? Or are you still on? Uh, we still got you on mute because we couldn't hear you earlier. Did you make it to your spot? I'm pulling up to the house now. I'm just opening up the garage. Man, that's awesome. You're just in time for the tab out question. Uh -oh, Made it home oh, just sweet. in time for the tab out question. All right, Derek. What's the tab out question for tonight? All right, guys. So if you guys have kids, this is probably going to be a funny one. Or remember back to your childhood. So what part of a kid's movie scared you for life? Scared you or scarred you? I thought you said scarred. Oh, scarred you for life. Sorry, you're right. Scarred you for life. Yeah. All right. So you watched a movie growing up as a kid, and that movie scarred you for life. All right. I got mine. I got, I got a good one, I got too. mine. Uh, it was not Edward Scissorhands. That was not the one that scarred me for life, but it was probably around the same time with the original It. Oh, I no longer wanted to go out into the street while it was raining and playing puddles in the little storm drain. No longer wanted to talk to clowns. No longer cared about them whatsoever. And if there was somebody that wanted to give me a red balloon, I'm out. Like, no more. That original it as a young kid, man, I, I, it freaked me out. Hell no. Mm -mm. Out. Yeah, the crazy part about that movie was it was like a made-for-TV movie too. I know, I watched it. I didn't know. <laughs> I thought it was released in theaters, and it was like, no, it was for TV. And it's like you can't put this on television now. The things that they did back in the day. All right, Lucas. You guys ever seen that movie from back in the '90s, Anastasia? It's a non-Disney movie, but it was it was huge back in the day. Well, at the end of that movie, the the bad guy gets like his own spell turn on him or something. And he just turns into like this slowly dying dust oh, yes. and bones. And it's a little graphic for a PG movie. And yeah, that, I remember that graphically to this day. Oh God. Rasputin. Yeah. Good one. Mark, you're home. Uh, looks like a beautiful place, brother. Great spot. Uh, was there... oh, <laughs> you didn't have to say that. You could have just said, thank oh. you. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Too. There you go. <laughs> Looks great. Uh, movie from when you were a kid that scarred you for life. That's why you still go home to mom. Oh, man. Um, can mine be sad? Jesse, he <laughs> missed the joke. I tried, man. I threw it in there, Jesse, but he completely missed it. Mine's going to have to be when Darth Vader died. I, I cried for a couple weeks. What? And now it's dead. <laughs> My so hero, like my hero, <laughs> now, I love it. Now when we what? watch the movie, I get a little teary-eyed. Oh, God. Dude, I went <laughs> the other way around, Mark, because I was not a Vader fan. I was a Luke fan, like, uh, all growing Because I was a little kid, man. I was a little kid. I was a good little boy, a little blonde-haired kid in the Midwest, <laughs> happy as can be. Uh, my boy in the, in the Midwest dating his sister. <laughs> you know. Well, right next to Arkansas, <laughs> you know, what goes on in Arkansas, you don't talk about, man. You don't talk about it. Speaking of Arkansas, I'll be in Arkansas next week visiting family, but not like that, Mark. Not like that oh. at all. <laughs> all right, Luke. Just kidding. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. So Vader dies and then uh, you go down. 
I, I gotta it. say, as someone named Lucas, do you know how many times I've heard "I am your father, Luke"? Growing up, <laughs> oh. it is the oldest one in the book at this point. Dude, yeah, when I was, uh, Lucas. When I was the, elementary school. They, oh my the, gosh, go ahead. Oh, all good, all good. I was gonna say I am with you on that. Scarred me for like being scared was the it, but like scarred me for socially was given that my name was Marty and there was a guy named McFly that Biff would always hit the back of the head. And to this day, if somebody hits me in the back of the head, listen, I'm an old fucker. So it's not like, and I can actually do anything, but I'm sure going to try and I'm going to be pissed off. Right. Like fucking it, it drives a skyrocket through me and I hate getting hit in the back of my head even today. Well, we're both fucked, Marty, because both Luke Skywalker and Marty McFly, the characters, both had incestual overtones throughout the movies. So <laughs> either way, we can't get away from it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I guess McFly and his mom is 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 your deal, huh? Well, Mark's all about his dad and McFly's all about his mom. I get it. All right. No, I mean, sister. Yeah, not dad. Sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Mark, what'd you have to say? No, just, just continue on, man. We played the movie one time when I was in middle school. Like, we had to bring a movie for, like, a week straight because I don't know, it was, like, a snowstorm or something, so we didn't have anything to do. And, yeah, I was, like, middle of my sixth grade class. I'm just bawling because this guy just died on the movie and everybody's just making fun of me. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's better than The Lurry Mermaid, you know, and that one. That one wasn't great to watch either because, you know, it's just, it's sad. Wait, what happens to the mermaid? I'm joking. <laughs> no. All right, Edward, what about you, man? What was it? What was the movie back in the day that scarred you for life? Uh, I was probably too young to watch this, but the, the human centipede. Whoa. <laughs> oh, one of the worst movies I've Whoa. ever seen. Whoever created that movie is a sick, sick man or sick person and they came out with a number two but i refused to watch it so do you know like used to you could watch netflix in a party on the 360 on the xbox 360 well oh, i did that with a cousin one time i was very young i mean i was probably in middle school that was the movie you watched and i swear that's probably one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life i mean i get I it, it's about a human centipede but what what is it about is, like <laughs> I don't Does know if I people? really want to go into detail. It's just um he's really he's too scarred. together. You're they too scarred. People. You don't want to go into detail. I get it. I, get I really it. don't. It's it's very nasty, honestly. It's Marty, you want the full breakdown? <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah, give it Dave to Davis. you. All yeah, right. Jump, so I'll give it to him. Let him watch it. The scientist, <laughs> no, uh, scientist doctor kidnaps three people and then he sews them butthole to mouth, butthole to mouth. And the whole movie is about <laughs> the human centipede surviving with their mouths sewn to the buttholes of the person in front of them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a high, it's a high quality family film. And it did I mean, well it, enough it, to get a sequel. On. Yeah. yeah it did. He, he said it spot on. I just, no, <laughs> I'm out. That was the worst, worst movie. I, I watched the whole thing too. I, that was the worst movie I could ever see. It was bad, bad, bad. All right, Jesse. Uh, scarred me, scarred me. No, no, scared, scared me was the grudge. 
I, I couldn't take the trash out at night, man. My mom would make me take the trash out every night or whenever it was full. And I would sprint to that trash can, man. Any dark corner, I would just, just, and just chuck trash and just run just straight back. I was so terrified. But scarred me, honestly, was probably finding Nemo. When the mom died, bro. Oh, dude. I, oh, Disney did me dirty with that one, bro. I I couldn't, man. It, it was the same thing. I, I have a son, and he's three years old, and he watched Vivo. Y'all seen Vivo with the with the Lin Manuel Miranda? Oh, he's, no, he's like a little. Yeah, he's he's like a little monkey, and well, I won't spoil it for you if you guys got kids. But yeah, somebody somebody dies in that one too, and oh, me and my son were looking at the screen like, oh, yo, yeah, bro, Jesse. just died. Like, oh man, it was a, it was a bit sudden. I was like, whoa, what happened to? Yeah, like, yo, this is a kid's movie, dude. Like, what? I couldn't, man. Scarred. Oh, man. All right. Finding Nemo. For <laughs> me, it was Dory, man. She just reminded me too much of myself. I, I couldn't do it. It scarred me. All right, Vic, what about you, man? What? Uh... And like, check it out. Check it out. Oh, you got your picanha off the grill? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm excited for you, man. I'm excited for you. Oh yeah, yeah I already took a bite of it. <laughs> oh yeah, how is it? Yep. It's it's bomb. It's the bomb. Hell yeah, it is, dude. It's the best. It's the best cut of meat. <laughs> All right, that's awesome. That me. Um, well, I used to uh, chew a lot of bubble gum as a kid, and then uh, when Willy Wonka came out, you know that, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> that girl oh, no. so i i didn't chew bubble gum for probably like a year after that so that's awesome yeah. that's awesome i thought you, I thought you were gonna say when they were going on the boat that, oh, you know, oh. the way wonka was like <laughs> well, actually that, that, that like that like little scene that's, with the oompa loompas dancing and stuff that freaked me out too yeah, oompa yeah, loompas freak you out anyway yeah, yeah there's, there's guys yeah they definitely uh, and then the chocolate, and then the one where he gets sucked up through the tube from the chocolate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was all bad. Oh, yeah. no, he's fine. Oh, no, I can't die. No. Yeah, no, he's, he's gone. <laughs> he's dead. He, he didn't survive. <laughs> Dustin, I imagine you watched some really gory movies as a kid. Nothing scares you. Uh, not really. I, I can't believe nobody's going to talk about when Old Yeller died or anything like that <laughs> what what is going on here tonight oh, uh <laughs> but he's right. For, he's right i mean for me though probably fox and the hound dog i oh. always loved that movie but uh it had some parts that you know i, I guess could have scarred me um you know, you say that, you know, probably a reason why I'm still not a hunter. I just don't have any desire to go shoot deer was because of Bambi. Like, apparently, yeah. as a small little kid, I stood up in the middle of the theater, stood up on my seat when he was getting hunted by the, the, the hunter at the very end in the fire. And I yelled out, run, Bambi, run. Apparently, I was like four years old, screaming at the theater for the deer to run. Like, <laughs> And I still have zero desire to hunt deer today. Oh man, that's that's a good one. Uh, no, Fox and the Hound Dog. Uh, just love the whole plot. I mean, I I could sit here now and probably watch it and enjoy it. 
That's why uh, your favorite beer is Old Boy Blue. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was an old dog in the movie, too. Though. Yeah, that's it. But no, Fox and the Hound Dog, because you see the, you know, the cute fox, and you know he's playing with a puppy dog and stuff like that. And the old dog's always trying to hunt him and stuff like that. Uh, but then, you know, the whole plot at the end, how things turn around. So the only thing I hunt, I, I'm a deer hunter, but I'm not out just killing everything that moves. I enjoy the whole process of it. So Yeah, yeah I got no issues with people that hunt. It's just me personally. I haven't. The only, my oh, only yeah. issue with people that hunt is when you bait them and you, you know, in Arkansas, people would put these big corn feeders out, then just shoot the deer, and it's like, come on, that's not hunting. Like, hunt. yeah, they, they do it here too. I mean, it's all over, and technically, I think it's illegal. But uh, the worst is yeah. the bears. They'll put a bunch of trash in a, a big trash can, and just be in a blind, and then shoot the bear when it comes and digs the trash. I'm like, I don't know. right, or treeing them with a bunch of dogs. Stuff like that. I just never really got it. You tree it and shoot it, and yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. I, I enjoy it, but I I've seen some stuff that I swore I was never gonna hunt again, but I still do. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I don't care if people hunt. I mean, we need to. The crazy part about there in, in Texas, right, El Paso, you guys have all the hogs and the pig problems. I mean, there's there's problems that happen through Texas with a bunch of hogs. Uh, actually, Vix eating this. Uh, meat from siggy's which is a local butcher i had a a neighbor back in the day that would always every year go hog hunting down in texas because they just they had so many hogs they needed to kill and uh, he would bring back up the meat siggy's would would cut it i would go pick it up for him because he was in oklahoma city and then i would deliver it to him when i was moving chemicals up there and uh yeah siggy's siggy's was cutting meat all the time and Hog meat is, is actually really good if you get it butchered and put into some sausages. It's it's good meat, so I get it. Uh, there's plenty of people that take a full cow, butcher a full cow, stuff like that. Like, listen, I'm all about that life. I just I just never have been a hunter myself. All right, Joe Clean, I get it. You like holding your dog's balls. Was there a movie that uh, that helped you want to do that? That scarred you into it, or was there a movie back in the day that really scared you? I hope you can't hear me right now. My headphones. They suck, right? No, no. He, he just oh, damn it. Okay, you and his damn dog balls. Um, <laughs> so, mine was, tell me if y'all remember this. And she was in the TV. Don't go to the light, Caroline. Oh, Poltergeist? Do you remember uh, Poltergeist? Oh. The was in the TV. Nicely done, Brian. Nicely Dude, done. it was... It messed me up every time I saw an empty pool that was muddy. Yep. You remember when the mom was in the pool? Dog, that scarred me. Oh, uh, what about did you did you go swimming as a kid and you knew it wasn't real, but you just had to take a look and see if there was a shark in there? <laughs> see, just uh, yeah, oh, did I take got, yours? <laughs> you always got check. <laughs> like, Wait, Marty, Marty, there's another one. There's another one. Anybody remember Madonna, Like a Prayer? You remember her video, Madonna, Like a Prayer? Um, when you call my name, like a little prayer, I'm down on my knees, you know I take you there. You remember that song? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I cried blood. And that mess, it was the black guy on there. I don't know, he's an actor now. But he cried blood. That scarred me for years. It messed me up as a kid. So those two things messed me up. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Ooh. I like it. All right, Brian. So I guess it was Jaws for you. Jaws scared you. Yeah, I, get, I can't swim in a pool. If it's if it's dark out, I ain't going in that pool. Because <laughs> it was crazy, right? Like, was that Jaws <laughs> 2? I know there's a shark in there. <laughs> was that like I can't no, that was thin Jaws 1, but it was like his third attack or something, right? Like some chick was swimming in the pool and was like, wait, what? How in the world is a shark getting a pool? No, shark doesn't get in a pool. Nah, there was no pools involved, but it's just in your brain that there's like, you're just going to be swimming and someone's going to come up below you and grab you. When that, when that pool's dark, man, there's no light on it. And you go, I mean, we grew up with a pool and I, I, I would, I mean, my friends would be like, let's go night swimming. I'm like, hell no. I just, man, you, it's, you can't see anything. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go surfing and stuff bother me but man you get in swim pool it's dark out nope <laughs> yeah all right what was that the only one or you got another one what was there another movie that really shook you as a kid it was probably poltergeist combo on the whole pool situation <laughs> poltergeist well i didn't watch it my my parents wouldn't let me like yeah, we i didn't see it until later in life and i i could imagine as a kid it would have it would have freaked me out yeah, i probably saw that like six or seven or something i, I all my friends were older so we, they were always watching the, you know, the stuff we weren't supposed to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Best kind of friends to have, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Here I am, scarred for life. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right, Bobby, what about you, man? Uh, a movie that scarred you or scared you for life? So I was probably like seven or eight years old hanging out at a friend's house. And his parents were watching Jeepers Creepers in the living room. Ooh. And I walked in right at the scene where the the guy's eating the tongue out of the other guy's head ruined me <laughs> no. like for like five years like constant nightmares <laughs> i can imagine i could i could definitely imagine that as you walked in and saw that yeah mm, no fun all right derek what was yours I have two. Uh, one is Jaws three, and I it was that's when they tried to bring like three D stuff into it, so you could watch them three D glasses. But for some reason, at the end of the movie, when they're in like the underwater thing, like monitoring where the shark is, and the mama shark is coming, when it was coming at the screen, I don't know why it just freaked me out as a kid. And same thing, no, no oceans, no pool. I gotta go in the pool at night, but I ain't swimming in the ocean. Like when we go to the beach, I'm like, no, I'm good. You guys go ahead. Like I'm good. <laughs> I'll go fishing out there, but I ain't jumping in the ocean going, let's go under, let's go below our necks. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm good. Okay, but in during the day you won't do it? Nope. I just just won't do it. Like uh I'm, I'm I've, jumped, yeah. I've jumped in, like I've jumped in in like 85, 100 feet of water. <laughs> when uh my mom had flipped over in a kayak and I jumped in to go help her, but like if I had if I had my options, I ain't getting in the water. <laughs> like I'll go fishing, but that's about it. I mean, and there's then, no way. There's no way I'm getting in the ocean at night. That's insane. Why somebody I like? I don't understand how people would ever, especially even at the beach, and you see people. You know, you're out chasing crabs, and it's fun, and then people walk out into the waters, and I'm like, hell no, get out of there! You're know. insane. Yeah, I don't want to disappear for like 20 minutes. He got in the ocean, oh. and he just disappeared, and then you, you, we're just walking and waiting for him to come out, and he just walks out. It's like, where you been? He was <laughs> like, oh, I'm just taking a swim, idiot. <laughs> It's how you get eaten. Yeah. And then the other movie, and this is an old kids movie. Have you guys ever seen the uh, the Brave Little Toaster? 
It's like mm-hmm. an old the, the the first ten minutes of that movie when the air conditioner basically commits suicide because he's stuck in the wall and he blows himself up. I was just like, I couldn't understand it when I was a kid. I was just like, Mom, why'd he kill himself? Like, why'd he kill himself? And my mom couldn't explain it to me. Had, me and my brother had to stop watching the movie. But it, I don't, like, that's not a kid's movie. I don't care what anyone says. It's got good songs in it, but, man, that, that whole scene in the beginning, you're like, first five minutes, the thing just kills himself. And you're like, huh? Is this a kid's movie? Like, <laughs> What was that? What was that movie that came out with the, uh, it was pretty recent, like a few years back with the, uh, I forget the name of it. Um where the, the things in the grocery store come to life oh uh sausage party yeah 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 okay dude yeah, so my, that was so not my grandparents point. my grandparents <laughs> took my uh my nephew to go watch that dude no <laughs> no <laughs> thinking no. it was like a kid's movie no do you remember those, those news stories about that like grandparents must yeah. think once they took their seven-year-old kids and they're already <laughs> they didn't know and the guy was like, "Can you believe they asked for ID to go see this movie? It's a kids movie. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> that's awesome, guys. Thanks so much, Bobby. Good to see you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Uh, really appreciate you stepping in and and being a part of the community pub, Brian. Great to see you, brother. Glad you had a great week, Joe. Clean. Keep kicking ass on that car, man. We'll let you get back to it. Thanks for hopping in while you're doing it." Vic, good to see you, brother. Hopefully we'll see you soon here on the local front. Jesse, I think Mark left you, but uh, glad you guys were able to hop in. And uh, Dustin, Lucas, everybody, Edward, it's a pleasure, guys. Great to see you all. So trust you guys will have a great rest of the week. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Everybody taking the weekend off? Are you guys pushing hard through the weekend? What are you all doing? Never. I'm I'm relaxing. (laughs) I'll be on the boat. There you go. Be on the beach somewhere. Me too. Dustin, I'm actually, I said we're going out fishing on Saturday, so I'll be on the boat too. Not not drinking though, just a lot of water. (laughs) Nice. However, you guys plan on doing it, I hope you enjoy. And uh, here's to community. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Hey, this is Marshall. What a fun time on the community pub, but you know what it was missing? It was missing you. You're listening and you're going, man, I would love to be on there. I want you on there too. Come be a part of the community pub. It's every Wednesday night, 730 Central, Zoom ID 918-800-1188. And get in to the HyperClean Specialist page group on Facebook. It's a great place to interact, get your questions answered, how to use things, how to do things, how to be a part of community. So whether it's on the community pub next week, Wednesday night, 7.30 Central, Zoom ID 918-800-1188, or inside of the HyperClean Specialist group on Facebook. Whichever way I get to see you next, well, I'm looking forward to it. Until then, hope you make it a great day.